1: Welcome to Military Network Radio. This is Linda Crater, and I'm joined today by co-host Pamela Stokes-Eggleston. We have a very interesting, very interesting, informative show for you today. We all talk about having a balanced, healthy life, and I think we don't really know what that means. We're going to give you some tips, some ideas, and really relate to you that it's a journey. It doesn't happen overnight. We make steps and changes. You are mindful of yourself, and you find what works for you. But we have two wonderful guests today. We're going to start first with Suzanne Manafort, who is the founder of Mindful Yoga Therapy. And her specialty has been working with many, many different groups uh, with yoga and training trainers to teach yoga, especially those veterans that may have PTS or PTSD. If you think about it, teaching yoga has some specialty things that would be necessary to know when you're dealing with folks who may have had some traumatic injuries, and it's a very specialty program that she's just a a master in, and Pam has taken this course as well, and we are so happy to welcome Suzanne Manafort to Military Network Radio. Welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having
2: me. I'm excited to speak with you and to share the information
1: that we've learned along the way. Yeah. Well, that's a great place to start. And if I could ask one favor, I think Pam knows that I've always asked these questions. When we use the Yoga Nidra and the Asana and all these words, I'm not sure our audience always understands those. So (laughs) if you might be able to interpret those special words as we go through, that would be very helpful. But how did you get into this?
2: Well, um, I am on the board of directors for an organization called the Big Give Back Yoga Foundation, and um, we support yoga teachers all over the world, in, uh, as they step into underserved populations. And I was sort of looking for the population that I wanted to work in, and I tried a lot of different areas. And one day, I saw um, a front page article on the Hereford at the Hereford Current on mm-hmm. uh, yoga being used um, as a complementary therapy for PTSD in uh, the VA hospitals in Texas and in different parts of the country. Uh, I think this was about eight years ago. So I decided to call my local VA and volunteer my time to what I thought would just be, you know, a class a week. And Mm -hmm. um, it ended up turning into a career. uh, (laughs) Did
1: you get more than you bargained for there?
2: (laughs) The work's been so powerful and the results have been so unbelievably um, substantial that I... Um, tried to share it with as many people as I possibly could. So that's how I got started.
1: Suzanne, maybe you can talk a bit about the results that you get, and then I'd love it if you and Pam could discuss how the teaching the teacher portion came to be.
2: Okay. Um, well,
1: which would you like me to start with? Start with the value of the yoga and the results that you were able to see? Because I'm sure that was the learning journey for you as well.
2: It truly was. When I first started, I just taught yoga the same way that I was teaching in my yoga center. And, you know, lots of different uh, adaptations have to be made for a person that has post-traumatic stress. Their nervous system is so hyper-aroused that, you know, we want to start to access practices that – Uh, tone the nervous system or access the parasympathetic nervous system. So I really started studying and thinking about the practices I was using and adapting what I was using in a way that was a lot more effective than just mm-hmm. going in and teaching asana the way that i normally did mm-hmm. um, the results have been incredible you know yoga does not cure ptsd but it certainly helps as a complementary therapy mm-hmm. when you mix yoga practices and we use five in our system when you use yoga practices with um psycho uh, therapy mm-hmm. together We've had amazing results. I have a young man that's going through my teacher training um, program right now who just, um, he's been working with me for two years now. He started out in a mindful yoga therapy class at the VA, started coming to the yoga center, and is in teacher training program. He was on 26 different meds when I met him, and he's hmm. taking no meds at all right now. Wow. I know. It's pretty powerful stuff. The, the breath. And the respiratory system is the only system that we have that we can control. And, you know, by controlling the breath in everything we do, we start to control the way the nervous system reacts to things. So it's, it's been incredible. Just it makes incredible. sense.
1: Were you surprised at the drastic differences that you saw? In, in, actually, there's a yes
2: and a no to that. Yes, I was surprised at how substantial it was, but no, I mean, I've been practicing yoga for almost 20 years, and I, I know what it's done for me and what it's done in my life.
0: Mm-hmm. So I
2: wasn't surprised, but I was surprised at how receptive the men and women we were teaching were to it and how deeply they dug in and practiced and did the work. So, you know, it's 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 been... It it depends on how much work you do and how much you practice, the kind of results that you will receive. It's sort of the ball is in your court, you know what I mean?
1: I do, and I'm going to bring Pam in at this point because I know that her husband Charles has tried yoga, but it took a while for him to (laughs) agree to, to try, and yet he also found help. So Pam, would you like to talk about that?
3: Sure. I think one of the things, and Suzanne knows this as well, is that, um, and what she mentioned just uh, prior, is that it depends on how much you practice, and it depends on you, where you are um, once you show up. Um, and so, you know, I'd love it if, if if my husband practiced more. I think he would see the benefits, because even after the first practice, he's like, I feel breath better, you know, I I breathe better, that kind of stuff. So if you did this on a continuous basis – Um, you know, it would be great for him. But I think that one of the key things that Suzanne has mentioned, and I hope she touches on a little bit more as we delve into this conversation, is the breath. Mm -hmm. Because what I find is, and what was so wonderful about the training that I took with uh, Mindful Yoga Therapy for Veterans is that we really focus on breathing and the breath and how Yes, we can change that and we have control over it, but that many veterans dealing with PTS, PTSD, even um, folks dealing with a traumatic brain injury are shallow breathers. So one of the nice, wonderful things about how Suzanne teaches was, you know, like doing this kind of demonstration of look at how this guy's kind of breathing up in his chest and throat and how shallow his breath is. And we're trying to get that attention back to um you know, trying to have full, deep, um, complete breaths. And so um, the program, it's really uh, set up in a very nice, concise way. It has five tenets. Um, I like the gratitude. I really love the gratitude piece, uh, Suzanne, um, because I think that's important. I think people miss that. But I'd also like to talk about how um, your journey with just learning those five things for yourself and just kind of researching and doing some empirical stuff on your own to come up with the complete package and the practice guide of Mindful Yoga Therapy for Veterans. Can you talk about that?
1: Yeah, Can I first so hear what have, the five are? I want to know yeah, what the five just things are. That. We have
2: yeah, yeah, practices yeah. that we focus on. So there's uh, breathing practices, which in yoga are called pranayama. We have four breathing practices that we use. We have uh, asana, which is movement, right, mindful movement. And the movement in our program can be very gentle or it can be a little more strenuous depending upon the, the 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 veteran that we're working with we have a practice called yoga nidra which is a resting practice and really does uh, a wonderful thing. uh, uh, It rests the nervous system and then we have a a meditation practice that we teach that's very simple, very easy, and completely accessible and you know we found that you know Harvard is doing all these studies on meditation and there's a physical change in the brain if you meditate regularly Mm -hmm. so you know when I tell um, men and women that are not really so keen on yoga that the studies are showing that we can physically change the brain, they, they have a little bit more interest. And then the fifth practice is gratitude. And I, I have learned myself that if you one, one minute every day just think about something in your life that you are really, truly grateful for and take a minute to acknowledge it, it changes the way you start to think about things. You start to think about the cup as half full instead of half empty. And it really changes your um, thought process.
3: Yes, yes, and I agree with that. I I meditate every day. I think it's really important to get people to that. And I do agree that I like the term mindful movement. I've had, um, as Suzanne knows and you know, Linda, vets in my class, and I'm really, um, you know, conscientious about the language that I use. Um, And so – you know, I love one of these things that Suzanne says, which is, you know, you can end the class with namaste, nothing creepy. I think, Suzanne, everybody's <laughs> stolen that. that I know. So and, and you know, what's so funny is you get a couple of chuckles. I mean, I've had veterans who've come to my regular classes, you know, but you get a couple of chuckles of those guys who come in and they've never taken yoga. And you say that and it's like, oh, you know, they can exhale and then they come back. So I think yeah. that's important. You know, I think I really think that's important.
2: Well these five practices that we teach were developed over the last um, seven or eight years and I sort of, the empirically informed piece is I sort of played around with lots of different things and the veterans in my program in in Connecticut were the people that taught me this is what works for me and this is not what works for me and I asked them regularly, how is this program, does this help you sleep? What, what, which, which one of the practices do you use when you can't sleep? Which one of the practices do you use when you're angry and feel like you're going to be out of control? And along the way, we got a lot of information, and we learned a lot of things, and it all came from the veterans.
1: You know, that doesn't surprise me at all, and you were very smart to go to the end user. I think a lot of programs are developed without asking people what worked for them. And yeah, so by going kind of to when you think about it, it is kind of silly, but unfortunately it happens more often than not. So by going to those who are utilizing it, you are finding in this specialty group what truly does work best. After the break, and we're coming up on that now, I was wondering if we could talk about the fact that I know Navy SEALs are trained in this. I know that snipers are trained in the breathing. I don't think they think of it as mindful breathing and things, but all of it's meant to calm the system Correct. and to, to make everything um well, Breathing focused. is our
2: primary support. It's the thing we start with. So exactly.
1: Yeah. So let's talk about that after the break. You're listening to Military Network Radio, and we will be right back.
0: We're Military Network Radio, and we'll be right back after these short messages.
4: inspiration and motivation every friday at noon eastern standard time learn how to maximize your mojo and just say no to the status quo get inspired and motivated by a fun loving coach who knows what it's like to get through this thing called life with your high on life coach audra irwin each friday at 11 a.m central standard time and 12 noon eastern
5: Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 Central on TogiNet.com. with kids in the summer how to set up your one-room schoolhouse how obedience is paramount and what to do with those snakes plus you'll be sharing ideas and insights that you gleaned from other homeschoolers so join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler vivian mcninney friday afternoons at five four central on Toginet.com.
0: welcome back to military network radio serving the military their families and those who care about them together we make a difference
1: Welcome back to Military Network Radio. I'm Linda Crater with Pamela Stokes-Eggleston. And our first guest today, Suzanne Manafort, the founder of Mindful Yoga Therapy and uh an author and a give back yoga foundation and before the break we were talking about the fact that sometimes veterans have actually experienced some of the breathing exercises as part of their training but are not really aware that it's part of a bigger therapeutic use of breathing yoga movement and as Pam said the gratitude the five things that you were talking about before so Pam you had a question while we were on break
3: Yes, I wanted to delve into the more kind of, I think, and some of the veterans may feel ethereal um, parts of the program, which can be meditation, and sometimes it can be daunting because people don't really know what that is, and also yoga nidra. So can we um, discuss those two and how important they are to this whole um, practice? Sure. Can
2: I just add one last thing about breath? Yes, you of were, course. You were saying how they teach it um, in the military for, for shooting, for lots yeah. of things, right? Breath is one of those things that's an organic thing that we know in our hearts is going to help mm-hmm. us. When somebody's upset, you say to them, take a breath. You're when, right. You, right. And when you notice when somebody is, you know, uh, really out of control, they are not breathing at all. And it, it's the first thing you say, take a breath, sit down and breathe. So it's one of those things that's organic, and when you start to talk to people about that as their primary resource, they immediately know that you're on the right path, and you start to gain trust in people because you're talking about something that's that organic, right?
1: Right. That's an excellent point. And that's where point. I
2: start. I start with breath because it's the, it's the organic path. It's like, okay, and you have to build trust in people. And yes. then once you start to talk about these ethereal things like yoga nidra and meditation, you have to um, bring them forward in sort of, as I jokingly say, a non-creepy way, right? Because right. <laughs> I think
1: that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Because right.
2: some people think of yoga, that yoga is a religion, and it's not. It's, yes. it's, it's, it's just a um, spiritual practice. But, it, you know, you have to bring it forward, and you have to meet people where they're at and bring it forward in a language that feels... Um, acceptable and easy and and that's where most of our work is done in mindful yoga therapy when we train yoga teachers it's to you know I, I jokingly say don't step forward with all those lavender and moon beans because nobody's going to listen to you you have to speak to people and meet them where they're at so if you're going to teach meditation you want to talk about how meditation studies show that there's a change in physical change in the brain and you want to talk about resting the nervous system and you want to talk a little bit more about the scientific aspects of it versus, you know, dipping into some,
1: you know, that's brilliant. It's brilliant, because I think that you are stepping into an area that, while you've been doing it for this many years, I think that is still rather new in the entire population as a complementary therapy. And yet it has proven, and the studies are proving, yeah. that it is yeah. extremely beneficial. So when you do talk about it, about the things that it immediately affects a veteran, I imagine their first class. They leave with some sense of a little bit more balance. Am I
4: wrong?
2: Correct, yeah. I mean the second you introduce somebody to a full full breath in their body, it, mm-hmm. it there's you feel good the second mm-hmm. you do that. So yeah, first class you leave feeling good. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: That's terrific.
2: Yeah. That's and so- Yoga Nidra is not really a meditation, it's a, it's a it's a step up from meditation. It's it's called conscious rest. And it's a practice that you, um, you, you lie down and just listen to somebody talk you through a journey. And it's um, said that a 30-minute practice is equivalent to four or five hours of rest in the nervous system in the body. So it's, it's a wonderful practice for men and women that are not sleeping at night, which is, seems to be one of the major uh, symptoms of post-traumatic stress.
3: And it's great. I've I've used it. Um and and even if I could do a small one, like if I can't, you know, just at a class and I'm teaching, I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna at least allot twenty five minutes, you know, to do one you know, at the end of the class and no one I've never heard anyone complain, you know. <laughs> oh I yeah. can't you know no, you nobody have ever some problems I didn't like this. <laughs> right. Um <laughs> veterans who you know do have problems with um stilling themselves, but you know, after that's done you know, one of the wonderful things or another thing that was wonderful that Suzanne said, we just let them sleep. We just let them sleep. And so when I do yoga nidra workshops with um, civilians and regular folks, that's a little bit different. I'm talking about the yogic sleep. I'm talking about that sweet spot that you can hit. But with veterans, you know, I say, look, if, if you fall asleep, it's okay. You know, it's not right. – I, I don't want them to – so and that was one of the the things that I remember Suzanne that you really said just let them fall asleep. I mean, if it gets to the point where it's a cacophony of snoring <laughs> and you're waking other folks up, then you know maybe lightly tap them on, on you know or whatever. But I, I really love that practice because um, uh, I do believe that it helps. And just in my, in it's my-
2: our number one requested practice, yoga nidra. Yeah. Uh, yes. By the way, on our website, which is um, MindfulYogaTherapy.org, we have a page called Resources. And on that page, our breathing practices, our yoga nidra, and our meditation are all downloadable for free, and you can even live, live stream them. So That's if you're, fantastic. if anybody is at all curious about what the practices are, they're available to whoever wants to try them.
1: Well, the more I think about it and I listen to you two talk, um, it seems as though the family members of those living with PTSD and TBI with some of the symptoms that tend to mirror that of the veteran over time, they would also seemingly very much benefit from being able to balance, quiet their system. I think we can all use a bit of quiet in today's frenetic atmosphere, don't you?
2: I'm trying to encourage yoga centers around the country. At my, my yoga center in Connecticut, we do a free class on Thursday mornings for veterans and their family members. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to encourage the yoga centers around the country to do the same because the yes. family members are have as much um, need as much rest as the veteran themselves. So. Mm-hmm.
3: That's yeah. absolutely how I do it, um, Suzanne. I mean, I'm, I'm actually doing one locally um, in the D.C. area this Thursday. And we say it's veterans, military service members, family members. And so family, family members, members come in before. because – um, you know, whatever you're dealing with, and if my husband has PTS and he has insomnia, then I'm going to subsequently have uh, second secondary PTS, and I'm going to, make, you know, have right. these issues. And so I'm going to need some of that stuff, too. And if you can do an activity together with that family and, and that service member or veteran, that's also really important, the fact that they're together in that activity. It's completely
2: uh, an underserved population, family yes.
3: members. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So I really, I, yep. I use some of the the MYT um um tenets to when I work with caregivers and I and I provide yoga with caregivers in these programs. I mean, because you can, it's it's really replicable. You can do that with this with this program. It's
1: really okay, Pam, okay. you said MYT, mindful, MYT, yoga mindful therapy. yoga
2: therapy. <laughs> you we know the military sure. acronym. <laughs> I know, I do. That's why I want it them to Turned into me.
1: MYT, yeah. Right, M-Y-T. you never know who's listening. Yeah, we don't know what we're F- talking about. Right, yeah, yeah. we yeah. certainly don't want them confused. Um, That's true. So talk about the Give Back Yoga Foundation. Give Back little- Yoga
2: Foundation is my um, my my uh, parent company. and. Okay. They publish our practice guides, and we have a practice guide that's about 65 pages long with all the information on all the practices, and we will send a free one to any military or veteran member that wants one. All you have to do is request one. And you can go on the GiveBackYogaFoundation.org website Mm -hmm. and request one, and one of them will be sent out to you, and you can learn these practices to manage your
1: life. So, if I've got this right, the two URLs are MindfulYogaTherapy.org Yes. Okay. Yep. And givebackyogafoundation.org. No, yep. givebackyoga.org. Sorry, oh, thank you. givebackyoga.org. 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 Excellent. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yes. So, and then maybe we could finish up with I would love to know how you go about teaching the teachers of yoga about PTS and PTSD
2: so a funny thing happened about five years ago. I thought at my yoga center I would run a workshop, you know, just for yoga teachers, teaching them how I do this work. Mm-hmm. And I put it up on my website, and this was before Mindful Yoga Therapy was an organization. It was just me working individually. Mm-hmm. I put it up on my website, and teachers flew in from all over the country, Texas, <laughs> Florida, Ohio, like all over the country to learn the work I was doing. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, I started getting more and more requests, and we we turned into an organization. We started traveling, and we started teaching. Um, we have a full faculty now, and we started teaching um, other yoga teachers how to do this work and how to use it in a VA system and how to use it in... Uh, but, you know, we, we encourage yoga teachers to work with psychotherapists because... You know, a yoga teacher shouldn't hang out a shingle and say I can I can treat PTSD because that's not the case. We need mm-hmm. um, psycho support as well. So mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a concerted effort. It's complementary, like you said. Yeah, and I think that's important. One of the things I do want to note, um, Suzanne, is that under tools and resources, um, the poster, which a lot of people really like, when I hand these um, books out at the um, yoga. Um, for vets classes I have, they love that poster, that fold-out poster. The poster and they comes love, right in the practice guide, Pam. And it comes in the practice guide. So it's like right in yep. the middle there. And you guys also have it nicely outlined on uh, on the website. So I just wanted to right. mention that if, if anyone wants to just look up at moving and, and the postures right. and, and what you're talking it's about. It's nice.
2: You, you can lay it down on. on your yoga mat and use it without having to open a book.
3: Yep. Yes. Yes. It's great. Yes, that's that's exciting. So – um, did you want to talk about um, we have about a minute before break, just a little bit more um about the types of programs, like the fifteen hour, the hundred hour program?
2: Well, so, so we've been traveling quite a bit. We're starting a hundred hour training. It's a therapeutic training for yoga teachers in Virginia Beach. that starts this weekend. It's five weekends long, and there'll be another one in Connecticut starting in January. And we do 15-hour programs, which is just a week, and it's a taste of what we do. And it's all for already certified yoga teachers. We've also been providing scholarships for veterans now to come through teacher training programs. They've been um, coming into Mindful Yoga Therapy and uh, learning the practices and continuing to practice and wanting to share it with fellow veterans. So last year we trained eight yoga teachers in our teacher training program, and this year I think we had four. So... But-
1: that's great, because do- it, peers really do help peers. Yeah. It, you, you get a little faster acceptance rate when yep. you've got someone like you teaching. That's fantastic. Um, let me give those two URLs one more time, MindfulYogaTherapy.org and GiveBackYoga.org. Suzanne, it's been a pleasure Thank you so much for
2: having me and for spreading the word. I appreciate it.
1: Well, you're welcome, and we'll make sure we put the URLs up on the show page as well because it's important. Anything you'd like to add in 30 seconds? Uh, Nope. just thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Enjoy your class and say hi to the vets.
3: Bye, Suzanne. Thank you so much. (laughs) Bye-bye. I'm so happy you joined us. Thanks. Thank you.
1: Bye. Perfect. You're listening to Military Network Radio. I'm Linda Crater with Pam Stokes-Eggleston and our guest, Suzanne Manafort. Thank you for listening. Here's the music.
0: (laughs) We're Military Network Radio, and we'll be right back after these short messages. You're
5: ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Togenet.com. This is Uncommon Sense for Leaders, a forum for exploring leadership from the intellect, the heart, and the spirit. Whether you're a leader now or aspire to be a leader in the future, you owe it to yourself to learn about the big ideas that have shaped the careers of compelling communicators, masters of influence, and highly effective leaders. Uncommon sense for leaders. Tune in to hear thought-provoking ideas on every aspect of leadership. You can expect dynamic discussions with special guests, quick tips you can apply immediately for better results, and the tools you need to take you from where you are to where you want to be as a leader. Are you ready to crack the code for achieving unprecedented results? Then join the host for Uncommon Sense for Leaders, Catherine Carlisi, every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the All Business Radio Network.
0: Welcome back to Military Network Radio, serving the military, their families, and those who care about them. Together, we make a difference.
1: Welcome back to Military Network Radio. I'm Linda Crater here with my co-host, Pamela Stokes-Eggleston. And we're talking today about a balanced life, which I know most of us go, really? I try, but it's like a teeter-totter, up one day, down the next, and certainly is not achieved overnight. We talked in the last half hour about mindful yoga, breathing, uh, stilling the body, trying to keep us from that pace that we often take. And in this segment, we're going to be talking with Tony St. Clair about a nutritional approach that most of us really need to know more about. I know that her website makes you salivate, and she's a raw foods expert. She's a plant-based nutrition educator, and she's also really mindful of... Appropriate nutrition, movement, and a complementary lifestyle because, let's face it, we're not happy unless we are in balance. Look at those people that you see walking down the street, and they tend to glow and attract you, and it's because they're healthy and happy. Um, Tony is also trained in nutritional endocrinology, so to manage and manipulate hormones, which, as you know in veterans, are often deeply affected by PTSD and even TBI, And we are going to hear an awful lot about how we can balance through nutrition and add that to what Suzanne brought us in the first half hour. Do we have Tony on yet? I'm here. Tony, welcome. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Good. Was that a pretty good introduction of what you do? (laughs) I heard. I should pay you to be my publicist. No problem. We'll chat later. Okay, (laughs) no problem. I just want to let you know when I looked at the website, Um, I immediately changed my diet last Friday.
6: Wow, that's amazing. Do you mind sharing a little bit?
1: Yeah, I'd be happy to. I've always been very blessed. I was raised in a very healthy eating household, etc. But I think when you're as busy as we are, sometimes we're so busy helping other people that we forget to help ourselves. Absolutely. So I... When I I always have fruits and vegetables. I may not have milk or bread in the house, which is probably okay. Um, but I immediately whipped up a batch of quinoa with chia seed and uh, Vidalia onions and mixed it with zucchini and mm. uh, yellow squash and fresh tomatoes from the garden. And wow. it was divine. It was just delicious. So Sounds it, amazing. Well, it was very simple, and the thing I found that surprised me the most, I said this to Pam last week, I wasn't hungry, Mm. because there's plenty of, it just was keeping your blood sugar even, I -hmm. loved it. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't expect to share my diet with you, but that is what I <laughs> ate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's
6: incredible and most important you shared it with other people so they can understand that you don't have to be hungry, you know, 20 minutes after you eat a meal that's properly balanced and that you don't have to spend a lot of time in the kitchen, that you can whip up something five ingredients or less or maybe
1: even five minutes right. or
6: less. That's kind of my mantra. Right. If I have to spend and, more and, than know, five ingredients or five minutes, I'm not
1: interested. Yeah. No well no, it it's too daunting and I've never followed a recipe that has that many. And then the other thing I would mention is that um you you it tempers the sweet tooth as well. Yeah. And I have a sweet tooth the size of Montana. Ooh. So all I really did That's was that I had true. it is true. It is true. Um but instead I substituted berries and then I make homemade cranberry sauce and I just mm. put a little bit of that on it. So it was quite delicious and I'm making myself hungry talking about this. Oh wow, you're making me hungry. <laughs> well I think no, so amazing. I let's not talk about me. Let's talk about okay. you guys. Okay. So Tony, how did you get into this? I
6: started my journey about thirty years ago. I've always been a kind of a healthy living advocate. I was very active, athletic And I was always trying to up my game. So it was, in the beginning, not necessarily for health, but um, for trying to uh, achieve optimum performance as an athlete. Well, Mm -hmm. I soon discovered, after doing lots and lots of reading about um, whole foods being the best food to eat and uh, reading some really wonderful books like Conscious Living and Conscious Eating, that, um, that I could also enjoy some fabulous health benefits. And right. throughout the years, I gained information and knowledge and training. I healed myself of some chronic diseases or chronic illnesses, like asthma and um, acne. I had that really bad, and uh, and then I just fell in love. I said, "This is the cure. This is this mm-hmm. is the magic that everybody's missing out on is just whole plant food eating, um, mm. just going back to nature." And so, ultimately, after healing myself, I I had this strong desire mission. To give other people this information because it's so simple and it's so mm-hmm. sustainable, and everybody can do this. Anybody. Well, it's can not do
1: complicated. This. Yeah. That's the yeah. funny part. It's really yeah. not complicated, nor is it particularly expensive. No. It's actually no. in many cases economical. It it can
6: be, and I've, I've worked with clients that say, you know, I already buy this, this, and the other. And so, if we remove the packaged food and introduce the whole food. You're actually right. They end up being um, saving money in the long run because you're substituting real food for food-like objects. Right. Yeah.
3: Food-like objects. I love. <laughs> well, I love that. <laughs> it's packaged.
6: It, it. It started out real, I'm sure, but after they finished, you know, heating <laughs> it and putting preservatives in it, 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 it's it's now a chemical cocktail and not necessarily food, although you it know- started out that way.
1: Tony, I think sometimes, and this is very true of restaurants, which is why so many of us don't really like to go out to eat anymore because it's so hard to find healthy food, if that's what you're used to eating, that you take a healthy substance and then you smother it in all these sauces or things like that. Mm -hmm. And I'd love you to talk about how you can make things tasty without making it unhealthy. Because I think that's what people get confused about. They start with the right main ingredient but then they go off on a side view just to find out where they're going just to make it what they're used to does that make sense
6: it does absolutely and this is i i meet people where they are and it's perfectly mm-hmm. okay to in when you're transitioning because that's where it can get daunting and confusing and, and murky is mm-hmm. um to eat things that 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 are familiar to you in taste and texture but won't cause you to have some of the um health challenges that you could have. So for me, I have been able to work with clients by giving them recipes for sauces and soups and dressing. Mm. And they will just put that stuff on as many vegetables as they can because it's okay, they they've got a familiar taste. And so I've learned I've taught them to to prepare a healthier version of, let's say, ranch dressing, a mm-hmm. healthier version of, of any dressing that they're used to. So I start out by asking, what's your taste buds, savory or sweet? And then we just work from there.
1: What do you do when and they say both?
6: Um, and you can do both. Uh, and actually, I know, Well, I'm have. both, so that's why i some <laughs> just Well, some people, well, people okay, might do both. So, some people lean heavily towards one or the other, but in and in reality, you know, you in all my recipes, um, for it to be balanced taste-wise, you're going to have your soft and sweet and pungent and all that, because I was trained as a raw food chef, so I understand how important that is, um, that food not only has to look good, it has to taste good, it has to be balanced. And, and know, so I think, yeah, I can I can whip up something or give you a recipe for any any taste buds out there.
1: Yeah. Well I think the other thing that's so interesting in America, two things. One, we use these enormous plates that yeah. make for portion control issues. I mean they're huge. If you take out, you know, things from fifty years ago, the plates are about what, seventy percent smaller? That's true. And that's it true. is true. I know because yeah. you, anyway, I have some old uh, crockery. Um, but the, uh, what was I going to say? I lost my train of thought. Um, oh, I know what it was. I think oftentimes, you know, you've hit the sweet spot when someone says, wow, that looks so pretty because yeah. there's something about the food that is fresh and not overcooked and not covered in stuff that makes it bright and vibrant. It looks healthy. You want to eat it. And it's yeah. a, an emotional response.
6: Yes, we are. We are attracted to colorful foods. Mm-hmm. We're attracted to the reds and the purples and the rainbow of foods. Um, I I don't know anybody who's really super attracted to brown food. The mouth, your mouth doesn't water <laughs> eating brown food, but it does water when you see grapes. And yes, I, if you don't believe it, test it.
1: Yeah. Well, I, for, I, I think the worst food, worst meals are the beige ones. Yeah, you know, there's a beige chicken and there's yes. beige brown rice, and then there's yeah. beige. I, beige is not my favorite.
6: Well, you know, and I and I have compassion for people where they are because I understand that you know it's highly addictive or it's super easy or um, and so my my job is to love you where you are and have you love yourself and gradually one bite at a time move you from the brown food to more colorful and vibrant food. Um, but it, it, some people need baby steps and some people get it right away. And as far as the plates are concerned, I don't have a problem with the big plates. I would just like the portion of vegetables to be bigger. Mm-hmm. To right. <laughs> <Thanks>. Right. Right. <laughs> that yeah. is the real issue, uh, yeah.
3: That's Wait, true. Not- I think it's it's oh. really important. But I do remember my sister saying um, she eats really slow and she eats on dessert plates and the dessert plates right. aren't that much bigger than the plates that really I remember us growing up on. So that's right. that's an interesting, um, you know, take on it. Um, yeah. I think more we can start, Tony, probably talking about um like your transition to transformation and your three steps, I want to kind sure. of delve into that. And I know we have a couple minutes uh, before our break here, um, but let's I, I would be interested. Yeah, let's just mention the first step before rolling the into first the first
6: step. Well, I, just to, to know on this, are you doing things right or are you doing the right things? And there is a difference.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: One is a dogmatic approach and the other one is targeted and specific.
3: So are you, you doing you the right things and are, are you doing the... Are, are you, you doing, doing things right or are you doing the right things? Doing right things, things
6: right is a dogmatic approach. Someone told you to eat this because it's healthy, so you're doing it. You want to <laughs> do the right thing and you're saying, I, well, I'm going to do this because Dr. Oz, I'm not saying disparaging about him, um, but or some guru told me to eat this. Mm-hmm. Doing the right thing is taking a specific and targeted approach. Am I eating right based on the science of my body, the, my body chemistry? Am I eating right based on intuition? Some people eat things and right. it doesn't feel right, it doesn't settle right, but it's been deemed as healthy. And it doesn't mean it's not healthy. It just means it may not be healthy for your body chemistry. And so I teach my clients to pay attention to the science, the information. Make sure it's sound. Make sure you have good blood chemistry to promote it or to support it. And then ultimately, the ultimate test is how does it make you feel? It doesn't matter to me that blueberries are good for you. If blueberries make you nauseous, don't eat them. There we go. And that's
1: a perfect roll into our break. You're listening to Military Network Radio. We'll be right back.
0: We're Military Network Radio, and we'll be right back after these short messages.
5: Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on Toginet.com.
4: Do holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled? Then join Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heart-filled holidays every Monday at noon, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. From Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events, Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories and show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. For more on the show, Sandy, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness Booklet, go to HeartFilledHolidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on HeartFilled Holidays every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time on TogiNet.com.
5: Welcome to TogiNet, radio with a cutting edge.
0: Welcome back to Military Network Radio. Serving the military, their families, and those who care about them. Together, we make a difference.
1: Welcome back to Military Network Radio. We're here with Tony St. Clair, learning about life, balance, and nutrition. And remember, it's a journey. So as Tony just said, she meets people where they are, and there are steps to getting... Um, To transforming how you eat without making it difficult and unpleasant. So, Tony, if you could continue on, finish up with the first step that you were talking about, about doing things right and being mindful of your own body. And then there are two other steps, I believe you said.
6: Yeah, I I will just say again, I just want to um, reinforce that a targeted and specific approach to health for your individual body, your individual chemistry, something that's sustainable for you, is more important than doing things that society or, or the um the latest guru says you're supposed to eat or, or consume. So okay. you want to make sure your information is based on reliable information, science, and that you trust the wisdom of your body. But a lot of us have lost that intuitive connection to our bodies because we we don't eat when we're hungry, we eat because it's twelve o'clock. That's dogmatic. <laughs> that's right you eat because you're hungry, that's targeted and specific. And then you can really feel how the body how the food is affecting you. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're eating every three or four hours and you're just stuffing food down, you you lose that wisdom. So I I will leave it at that. I don't want to overstate no that problem. area, but I'm hoping everybody understands that there is a difference. So of if you're course. out there and you're trying to do the right thing, just make sure the information is reliable. Okay, and it's right for you. Number two, I always um, take a good, better, best approach when working with my clients. It's not all or nothing. And this is where again, when people are transitioning. They are so excited about doing something different or new to, to get good health, but then they find, oh, I can't do this 100%, so I'm not going to do it at all. I can't Ooh. do this 100%, so I'm not. And that's where you can derail yourself and sabotage. Right. So between all and nothing is a big sea of possibilities. <laughs> and I just want people to know it doesn't, for example, I, you know, approach to exercise, you can do two-minute bursts every four hours or so because the body's meant to move and you'll burn more fat than if you stay in the gym for you know 60 minutes and that's what people say well I can't go to the gym and I can't do 60 minutes so I'm doing nothing do two-minute bursts, and you'll be in fat burning mode for 90 minutes that's science that is fact and you can look that up I was very grateful
1: when we heard that (laughs) very grateful Um, I do lots of bursting
6: yeah it's it's real because we're meant to move and then you know every two hours or so you do something for 30 seconds like i do because i sit a lot at my desk i will get up and do um um mountain climbers and that's the truth i tell you that (laughs) that is 30 seconds of a mountain climber is worth more than a 30-minute run for me so that's just an example and then with social eating this is where people do all or nothing they go out and they get frantic and I, my, I have a client, so I have a lifeline with some of my clients, and they'll call me and say, I'm at a restaurant, I don't know what to do. Okay. So I say do a good, better, best approach. So we start with good. So with good, we eat minimally cooked, whole foods, but it should be in line with your current health needs, not society's, but what you know. So if you know you have a blood sugar problem, you don't want to eat anything that is going to raise your blood sugar, you know you have a gluten issue, then you don't want to do that. So that's, that's the good approach, eat minimally cooked, whole foods in line with your current health issues. A better approach... Would be to eat whole foods, the rainbow like we talked about. Just eat anything that is plant-based, and that is green, yellow, red. Um, just stick with whole foods, and then the best approach is to take your own food if you have to, if you're going <laughs> out, or um, or if, if if the host is um, asking you. Um, To the event, you can say, hey, can you make sure you have this for me to eat? And I have actually taken food to an event um, because I didn't want to um, eat something that's a little less than ideal for myself. And I was the most popular person at the party because I shared, because people were attracted to the colors and all that. I think
1: that's true. And, And Pam, do you remember the workshop we gave where there was someone with a kale wrap? Yes, And and Mm. everyone else was eating Subway sandwiches that we had supplied. And this Mm -hmm. person had this kale wrap around turkey and this wonderful sauce. And, oh, my goodness, everyone wanted her lunch. Mm -hmm. That's
6: the point I'm making. And that's how you um, not only change your own mindset about food and socializing, because really when it comes down to it, it's all about the socializing that food. But you can also help support other people on their journey. Mm -hmm. You will plant a seed. For somebody
1: that, that may say hey you know I can do that and that's a well, good start it, it's yeah. true and I think if someone watches you prepare a meal and mm-hmm. then it's colorful and they taste yeah. it and it doesn't taste you know how someone will say I don't really like healthy food with quotations mark twi- yeah. bleh, quotation marks around it um, when they see that it is tasty it is healthy and it's colorful and attractive it makes a big difference it does,
6: and again, meeting people where they are. Some people really the taste of chlorophyll. I love it, but it's it's um, it's an acquired taste for some people. So when mm-hmm. people are starting to do smoothies and changing their diet, we and and eating foods in their natural state. I look towards things that are mild, like mm-hmm. um, your romaine lettuces, like spinach. Kale, kale can be a little challenging for some people unless you mm-hmm. dress it up with some other things. But, again, between all and nothing, there's this big, sea of possibility. And all people have to do is say, here's what I can do right now, and maybe later I can do that. And for some people, green is not a pretty color because mm-hmm. it's not promoted. So I've had clients where I've um, made smoothies that have green kind of um, in there, but they don't know it because maybe it has a lot of banana or it has cantaloupe or whatever, to change the color but not change the um, chemistry of it. <laughs> so it's still you know, Tony,
1: one of the things that I know with our veterans, they're often on some pharmaceuticals. So they're on some mm. medications that mm. cause gut issues. Mm. So I do know that eating in a healthy fashion can sometimes really alleviate the symptoms of some of these gut diseases or conditions, I should say, um, that make them very uncomfortable. Perhaps you could talk a little bit about that.
6: Absolutely. I'm I'm happy to talk about that. So when I work with my clients, one of the first things we do is we look at the medication that they're on, Mm -hmm. and then I look at, I I have this site that I go to and the spreadsheet I use um, that tells me, what impact that particular medication is having on your nutrition.
2: Mm-hmm.
6: And so we, we start by supplementing the nutrition area that you're being depleted in because some things will deplete, um, I'm thinking like metformin, it depletes your zinc, it depletes right. your CoQ10. So those are the things that I work with. And then we work on healing the gut.
2: Mm-hmm. And
6: uh, one of the ways we heal the gut is, it's very basic we take out what's harming it and we add what heals it
0: <laughs>
6: <laughs> and i mean i don't want to go into detail but that's really what it is And it's going to be right. different from person to person you know mm-hmm. some people are um don't realize they have a, an allergic reaction to dairy you know they think mm-hmm. think it's perfectly normal to bloat and belch and all that and so that's obviously harmful to the, the to the lining of the gut and uh, what's helpful there's a whole host of herbs um, that you can add to your diet that will help heal while you're trying to transition um, out. That doesn't mean that you can't eat whole foods as a natural state, but the best and fastest way is to do a smoothie or juice cleanse for, like, seven days, let your taste buds reset, let your digestive system rest, and a lot of miracles can happen in seven days. Trust me.
1: That's (laughs) a very good way to put it. Yeah. Um, So what do people come to you most commonly with that they want to change?
6: Well, it's really funny. They'll come to me with symptoms. Mm. Um, And the symptoms are usually, I go back to basics. So they'll come to me with symptoms like, you know, I bloat after I eat, I'm foggy-brained, I don't have the energy I used to have, can you give me a supplement? I don't do that. We get to the root cause. And so I go back to basics. I start with the digestive system because that's where the miracles happen or the mess happens. Because Mm -hmm. that's how you that's how you release what your body doesn't need. That's how you assimilate what your body does need. So we work on their diet. We work Mm -hmm. on what's causing you to have this problem. Then we move forward because you can't handle all the other stuff unless the digestive. So it doesn't matter how good you eat if your body's not um digesting it well, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. And then in, in order of hierarchy then I go to blood sugar because that's mm-hmm. another problem that will cause some of the symptoms again that people come to mm-hmm. me with. And then we go to adrenal. So it's all um it's it's all in a hierarchy and you can't fix adrenals unless your blood sugar is balanced and you can't fix your blood sugar unless your digestive system. So you can see as, as people are going down the line or someone that tells me I have a thyroid problem, we go all the way back to basics. We go back to the diet. Go back to the digestive system.
1: Well, it's also so your start- immune system.
6: Yes. Everything. Every, your, your, your second brain is in mm-hmm. your intestines. You know, the gut feeling and all that stuff. So when they say the gut feeling, yeah. Um, neurotransmitters that fire up from your gut to your brain live mm-hmm. in your digestive tract. And so if people are having neurotransmitter issues, that oftentimes can be resolved um, by fixing some of those hormones that are burnt out in the digestive tract. Because hormones um, handle or um, take care of every aspect of your body. Every aspect of your body is controlled by hormones. Very powerful. And so even your digestive tract, um, yeah, so if you can't, you have to fix those hormone receptors that may have been burnt out. And uh, that's usually the case with the gut. I think,
3: Tony, before we – I mean, Tony, obviously, you love this topic. I mean, Tony could talk about this for hours and hours, but I definitely want to get in here and mention your websites where people can reach out and contact Mm -hmm. you for more of this information, Uh um, information about your webinars and that kind of thing. So go ahead and and give that information.
6: Sure. Um, My website is www.TrueSelfTotalHealth.com. And it's just as it sounds, True, T-R-U-E, Self, S E L F, Total Health, dot com. I know it's a mouthful, but when you look at my website, you understand. Um, on there, you're going to find some information about some um, webinars that I have had and will continue to have. Go to my blog, lots of information there. Also, there's a special program that I'm, I'm doing for people with blood sugar imbalances, to get you um, from unhealthy to healthy in 30 days, I invite you to encourage you to go look there. If something resonates with you, don't, don't ignore that. Don't ignore it. Call me, and I have a contact button on there that will uh, take you to my online calendar. I offer people, everybody, a 20-minute free consultation because
1: I want you to feel comfortable.
3: Great. Thanks so much, Tony. Thanks for for giving your um, information. Um, Did you want to wrap that up, Linda?
1: Yeah, I just want to say thank you so much to Tony and to Suzanne this morning for giving us a way to get on the journey to a more balanced lifestyle. It is possible. Please pick up a podcast, download the podcast afterward 24-7 at Military Network Radio and also syndicated on iTunes under Podcasts. We are delighted you join us today. Find us Tuesdays at 10.00. And we are glad to see you have a wonderful week.
0: Thank you for tuning in today to Military Network Radio. You can find our show at our website, www.toginet.com forward slash Military Network Radio. Also, www.militarynetworkradio.com and in iTunes under Military Network Radio. Join us next week when we bring you another program to
2: enhance.